0: And yeah, so that yeah that was sort of set the tone uh, yeah. for the day, and then and then the rest of the day, what I ended up realizing in the course of doing like six interviews was that like the the federal government is crumbling, <laughs> like, and what is happening is people are trying frantically to set up a para federal government at the state level. Wait. Oh my God. Yeah. Is
1: this just in regards to the census or?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's basically like, I'm probably being a little bit hyperbolic. It's just like, I can see what's happening. There's like, there are some things that are just not getting done. No one really recognized that how bad it was until recently. And so now people are trying to create a set of basically, um, buffering institutions to like, protect themselves oh, and geez. it's so i mean so the the sort of biologist in me wants to say okay like the organisms are like doing a thing and that's we should that that's good but it's right it's not really like that it's you know it's not like uh healing the wound healing itself kind of thing yeah.
1: yeah well to the uh how are you guys to the anarchists out there listening
2: now's your <laughs> chance <laughs> alaska the <laughs> new frontier um yeah. we're good we just haven't had a fantastic interview oh nice Mm -hmm. it was really cool i'm really excited for that
1: so uh so for getting started here's uh here's my interpretation of the events of last night the debate that we all watched um, yeah the the events
0: (laughs) of last night which which shall remain nameless you're
2: making it sound like we buried a body (laughs) yes all we did was hang out in the discord with our listeners and collectively self-harm
1: i think it went something like this am i being detained
0: (laughs) <laughs> am, I, am i being detained can, can i please can i finish Can i say can i get a word am I i'm sick you? and tired of being detained <laughs> uh. <laughs> to the
2: death panel <laughs> should we get started sure
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. welcome to
2: the death panel a podcast from third way on the mainstream <laughs> american values of opportunity freedom and security oh god support the show at patreon.com slash death pot
0: this is the fourth way
1: yeah. the fourth
2: way we're the fifth way
1: i think that's the actual like
2: third way squared third Ninth.
1: way's twitter bio i think says those things Right? Well, what is,
0: what is it again? Third, third waste bio says, "Stay alive another week or don't." Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: The on the mainstream American values of opportunity, freedom, and security.
1: Um, um, uh, uh. The, the most important mainstream.
2: values. Uh. The opportunity to access affordable care, the freedom to access affordable care, the, main
0: the mainstream security. value of thinking that potbelly sandwiches is an acceptable <laughs> lunch.
2: That's like Washington.
0: That's third way. That's like, yeah, potbelly's is all right. We'll do it. It's acceptable. I've
2: actually never eaten at Potbelly. It just yeah, exactly like because, an opportunity you, for an immunocompromised compromised person to get uh, food poisoning. Yeah. But yep. I'll trust you on that one. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're back. It's another main feed episode of the death panel. Today, it's me, Artie, and Phil, if you haven't already guessed.
1: hmm Vince is in Berlin.
2: Vince is in Berlin. Hi, Vince as an art worker, like if he does. This is getting
1: weird. Alf, Zane, Vince. Yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> he'll he be will be back.
1: He, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be doing. I guess he's just been going to Berlin a lot for work. So it's it's not that we just have. I mean, we do have a fourth host who is a raver, but. He's not just going going for raves. Yeah, he's not just going to go to Bergheim. So he
2: will go to Bergheim, and maybe by next time we'll have it together to send him with audio equipment so he could report live from Bergheim. Because if you don't (laughs) know, it's open twenty-four hours a day. Yeah, they would also take that. But there's like no phones, no recording uh, equipment, no pictures. So uh, Berlin nightclubs aside, last night was the seventh of twelve Democratic presidential debates, and it was. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <debates>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. that's how i felt that that's i very i very much felt like the the curse of the girl in the ring was finally coming true as i was watching the debate Absolutely. which is made it very nice to be in the discord channel with our wonderful <laughs> friends of yes. friends of the death panel pod
2: yeah that was uh we had a very fun night last night we had some people over at our apartment here in new york um we promptly were like hello welcome to our apartment please put your headphones on and hop in the chat fortunately our friends were down and we hung out with some of our listeners which was the most fun and chaotic way i think i've ever listened to or watched a debate before yeah but i do have to say thank god because this one i think would have really worn me down
1: excruciating otherwise yeah yeah
2: i mean like okay so the cnn thing happened Basically, right before this debate, which was hosted by CNN and the, is it the Des Moines Register? Yeah. Uh, CNN put out a story with uh, so many credible sources saying that, you know, some people said that they heard that uh, Bernie told Liz Warren that women couldn't win. And last night it was supposed to be the face-to-face confrontation. Like, I don't really watch those reality TV shows, but I know they do the kind where they get all the Real Housewives in one room I think with Andy Cohen and they get them drunk and then they argue on TV. It was like Yeah, that. and I mean
1: to no one surprised CNN delivered. I think the funny thing is that like it wasn't – Surprising at all, knowing the uh, knowing that CNN had basically teed this up because CNN was the source of the original news, and then it was like clear. Okay, so this is going to be discussed on the debate stage. Well, and
0: it's also sort of like it. You know, I feel like before the before it became apparent, like you, there's this weird thing that happens. Is like my brain short circuits every so often. I forget that like capitalism eats democracy all the time um and it just you forget for a moment that these debates are hosted by corporations and like you know that have that sort of this this sort of mentality um but you know yeah for for a while i had heard people say like okay you know more and more people are like leaving the the race we have fewer candidates finally we're going to get to some like confrontations on the substance of policy and and you know i during conversation sort of nodded along and then like it clicked for me at the you know last week sometime i was like oh yeah who, who runs these things and then shauna was saying she's like oh my god do you see what they're doing this is this is the this is the narrative that they're setting up to like get ratings and to like do this yeah totally there it was like this i was like oh my god how Wow. Okay. Then my brain short circuited back on.
2: Well, I mean, from, from a PR marketing perspective, you know, I know that I feel like when they announced the debate format and they were like, listen, we're going to have fucking everyone. There's going to be 12, six in 2019, six in 2020. Are you ready? We've created really ridiculous standards. It literally felt like an upfront for the new Survivor, which I don't even think is on the air anymore. You know, like all these networks kind of got together and they're like, listen, the Trump election cycle pie is big enough for all of us. So let's do as many as we possibly can. We'll spread out the ad ad revenue. You know, the heavyweights will just sort of like tee up and and then everything else, like even PBS got a piece of the pie. I, right? I mean,
1: I like that, like, consider. I mean, considering all of that, like that in a environment where like one of the, the principal, like top of the line conversation points around everything is like civility, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whatever, whatever that means Scare for clothes. you. Specifically. Yeah, as you say, whatever yeah. that is a stand in for. Right. Um, cause like, it means so many things. It's usually really, a, sir,
2: it's, uh, shirts and shoes are required sure, in here. Right.
1: But, um, you know, so we're, this is we're- an Outback Steakhouse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir, this is a what was that like? What was that question that Sanders got? Like, how are you going to explain it to this people who's like, uh, who live in an insurance town? And I was just sitting there, oh my there god, being yes, like, the insurance oh town. The new, the new sir, this is an Arby's, is sir, this is an insurance, sir, this is an insurance, town. An
2: insurance town. Yeah, uh, um, Des Moines, Iowa is an insurance town.
1: We pick our insurance every day, fresh from uh, Green Acres and
2: from whatever. the hydroponic cruelty and, farm. And,
1: sir, <laughs> I mean, this, is Joe-
0: this is, is where is Alpo Dog food is made. Like, you <laughs> this a dog food town. Like,
1: so okay. In the in this environment where like civility is the discourse, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, like it's funny to see so transparently how quickly that gets trumped by the interests of capital basically, mm-hmm. because if you have a situation where like CNN, for example, is like one of a couple of news institutions that the president regularly calls like the enemy of the people the, lying, yeah. like fake news, et cetera.
2: Wait, CNN's the one that, ha- that is like uh, Photoshopped on the face of the, uh, WWE. F thing where he's like beating up
1: yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. but I mean so in an environment like that it's funny because you would assume that basically you know what what essentially ended up happening here is like so you have to then weigh the your capital interests if you're CNN because Mm -hmm. you're a for profit corporation well and
2: capital is king
1: right so you have to weigh your capital interests against like do I want to actually play into that narrative essentially of the fact of like being perceived as Uh, unfair or fake news or biased or whatever whether it's like against the right or against like you know uh, like a leftist candidate and you know capital clearly wins (laughs)
0: well hey and you know what the thing is like it's not like they got if you look at their ratings uh it's not like they they completely went back to where they were you know in in like (laughs) july (laughs) but they did but you know you can see how like was there they, a bump? Plan- they planned there was a bump uh, it oh, went up boy. by about a million viewers of from course. uh the last debate and so it's like you know somebody got a little gold star on their head this morning because whatever they right. did in the editor you know in the editorial meetings
2: it worked <laughs> well i'm, sh- I'm sure frankly that after the last two debates actually when everyone was like coming over to our house we were like oh wait yeah did you not watch the last one did you watch the last one we were talking about this in the chat like you know the last two debates had pretty bad ratings and so I'm sure for like an early January um two and a half weeks before the Iowa pri- like caucus sorry um the Iowa caucus like they probably had a really hard time selling the second half of the per like the second hour ads in right. certain networks because frankly like the most more than any other debate that's happened so far, more than the other six. God, I can't even every time I say that, I cringe yeah. more than the other six debates. Like this was the one that I feel like people were just like, fuck, I'm over this. I'm done. Right. I don't even give a shit anymore. Well,
1: in to form, they really had to pull off the fireworks to get people to pay attention at all. Not only for the Warren story, but also in terms of like, I mean, if you look at it, one, I mean, like one of the things that I wanted to just get to is obviously these things are like mostly like either... There's some combination of, like, feudal exercise and, mm-hmm. like, you know, mass propaganda event. Like, what we're interested in is, like, not having the... Uh, the like Bernie Warren conversation that's been had a million times. Cause we're, <laughs> right. Because, you know, we want to focus on like actual we like if we're going to talk about that, like there's a million things we can say about the sub- substantive policy differences between them that we'd rather talk about. But like, mm-hmm. like some of the questions that like CNN came at Sanders with were so mask off. To be just like blatantly manufacturing consent shit? Can I read a couple of them? Oh, I was, oh like, actually, that's do. fantastic. This is yeah. great. So, this is, I think, the first question that was asked to Bernie.
2: Who is it asking it? Do you know?
1: Uh, I think this was Wolf. <laughs> uh, okay. Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> Wolf. Quote Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini has again called for all troops to be pulled out of the Middle East. Something you've called for as well addressed to Sanders. (laughs) Wow. Um, Journalistic
2: integrity. Yeah. Real
1: third way hours here. That was, um, um,
2: just in case you don't know what that sign of uh, sound effect was. That was me. Um, Making like a three-pointer blowing not up Iran <laughs> making a three-pointer <laughs> not hitting a Ukrainian with airliner, <laughs> <laughs> um, making a three-pointer with the uh, Afghanistan papers
1: forgot <laughs> oh, um let's see so then there's the obvious question you know the like the the horrible framing of the um the like Warren question obviously but then let's see the classic how are you gonna pay for it on Medicare for all um there was a question that was literally asking Sanders how his plans would be implemented without, quote, bankrupting the country, which then became a Chiron. Not loaded at all. Not not
2: not leading.
1: Yeah, no no ideology here. This is a vacuum of ideology.
0: Which is like they've always asked the how are you going to pay for it question, but now you can see it's like that's not going to cut it. Now they have to like, now they are impelled to go for even sort of lower tier tricks yeah
2: no i mean and can can you blame them right they've got commercials to sell phil they've got to feed their little cnn babies and they've got like, bills what do you yeah. think what do you
0: think those like meetings with ad execs or like were like well <laughs> it's just, i think
2: if people like us walked into those rooms we would just like spontaneously burst into flames like the idea of like uh devils walking into church well, or something i
1: mean i think we had a good point on this when we were talking about it uh before the debate even which was that like c n n you know as long as these as long as these businesses are businesses, right as long as news is a business and the mm-hmm. product is the news as like, long
2: as commercials exist on television
1: yeah, I mean like you're in this situation where fundamentally the employer c n n and the managerial class aligned with it, uh including the moderators themselves who are you know they're they are like cable news anchors who are quite paid quite a lot to be on television mm-hmm. um like it ultimately Always is going to come down to a well, you know, under Medicare for all, we basically would end up uh, like, for example, uh, under Medicare for all, we're all we're going to end up in a situation where like our employees, particularly the ones who are like. You know, I don't know. Say the janitorial staff of CNN are going to have more Ooh, bargaining no, they power. They don't deserve. To,
2: they don't deserve benefits,
1: right? Like, but they'll have like they'll be covered under Medicare for all. So like their contract, they can or they can like collectively organize more easily to like raise their wages, for example. And it's all like just just to save like a buck. There's always going to be like they're always going to do something like this. This well, is just like slander. I
2: mean, Medicare for all is. The spear. it is the most powerful tool for workers both able-bodied and not because it takes away the fucking leverage of needing a job to survive the flu. Right. You know like you need a job to survive a cold or a flu. God forbid you get an antibiotic resistant infection. Good luck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like and that leverage is incredibly helpful. So why would they give it up e- easily? You know, these are businesses that are dependent on insurance ad money. They're dependent on pharmaceutical ad money. They're, you know, what incentive do they have to present clear and accurate information about electoral politics? Right. Well, right you know and the mean? other
0: thing, and the other thing is, I think that this like idea of like having primary debates hosted by these, th- this is a, this is a choice. The party Accepted this fate. They yeah. invited this fate. Why did they invite this fate? Because they monetize in- the fate. Right. Exactly. It's impossible. You, if you think about what the, what is the Democratic Party as an institution, like it is impossible to see it outside of this network of contracts and uh, agreements with these uh, with these corporations. I mean, I think it's so. You know, to me, I think it's it's worth like when you're watching these things. And it's easy to like get into conversations or arguments with people where you're like, you know, did did candidate X have a good or bad, you know, answer right. to that? And then you get caught up in the horse race of like who won, who lost, the you know, who did well, who responded well to what and and what was the sort of like stage management and so forth. It's like, no, 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 stop and look at the theater, you know, look at the, look at the, you know, uh, dramaturgy that's been. Uh, set up like you oh, have no to ways. see that as part of that is that's not just part of the story it's not just like there it is the story right it describes politics in a way that talking about what were the, the questions asked are vapid right right the, the issue best, is the event best. itself yeah so at any rate it's like it's funny because you know when my you know uh talked to my parents today uh they're like oh did you see the debate and they're like what did you think And invariably i was like eh, yeah not yeah. a great, you know, <laughs> not a great debate, but, but it's like, no, what I thought. Because watching
1: TV is how you participate in democracy. Right. It's yeah. like, what, what did I
0: think? What did I think is, is that this is a, the, the debate itself is evidence of democracy's decay. Yeah, totally. Uh, the way that it's organized and run. Do
2: you guys want a um, truly, I know we said we weren't going to rehash the Warren thing, but do you want a truly cursed Warren take? From a, a Warren stand about, um, about the Bernie right, Warren I mean, I situation. Need, I need I mean, to like I need to so like get dip
0: into the holy water here and uh, get the uh, <laughs> prayer card.
2: So Amber Tamblin said uh, on Twitter earlier today, to the people being harassed, bullied, and talked down to,
1: oh, whatever. both in
2: public and behind closed doors, because they believe wholeheartedly in the message, momentum, and brilliance that is Elizabeth Warren, keep going, keep fighting. She's the one. So that's not even it yet. Hold on. Someone replies, Well, Warren said she was for M4A, then wasn't. Uh, she's kind of been deceitful about it ever since. She went back on a bunch of other things like corporate money. And Amber Tamlin goes, She didn't lie, she told her truth. Keep your sexist shit out of my timeline.
1: I don't even know who that is.
2: I don't even know either. Amber, Amber, yeah. Tamlin. I think she's an Amber actress? Tamlin's
0: uh she's an actress. She was in uh the ring. Uh she was <laughs> really? in uh, sisterhood of the traveling pants the
2: the uh, wait was uh, she, she actually in the seen? ring
0: yeah she was in the ring she was katie embry in the ring so
2: maybe yeah oh interesting second mention yeah. of the ring tonight seven days and uh seven, no. seven days so we are gonna die
0: seven, seven, seven days guys curse yeah. war and take
2: <laughs> that's why there's only five more debates because if there were seven more then we'd die yeah right i don't know it's just like i feel like you know, we talked about this a little bit when we had the uh, conversation about the UK election, NHS claims of anti-Semitism against Corbyn. As soon as that was over, it was pivoted against Bernie, and people called the you know son of a Holocaust survivor an anti-Semite. Yeah, it's easy.
0: It's easy to get. It's easy to get distracted by it, right? Right.
1: Like we're in a heightened moment, like in the couple weeks before Iowa, everyone just should, like, stay focused and, like, basically the thing is, like, our best shot at doing this electorally and not through some sort of, like, other means, basically, Mm -hmm. is, you know, as we've said before, like, even if Sanders gets elected, like, it will be a push. Like, we will, like, even if Sanders gets elected, we're going to have to, like, pile bodies on... Capitol Hill. Basically, oh, that's what right. the day. Yeah, we get, have to start climbing right, the steps to yeah. get uh, this stuff enacted and passed. And there, and like, it's interesting because I feel like so much of this fervor around this evening was like, p- yes, people were getting like 2016 flashbacks or whatever, and I, I like totally get that, but also like it's going to get so much worse. Like, imagine when uh, I'm just gonna say when. Imagine when Bernie is like the nominee, the nominee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's only gonna get worse and then frankly the like to me the most annoying thing about the entire evening the only I think the only thing that will resonate from this one evening is when Bernie is the nominee and you can like clip this and quote me on it like uh if and when Bernie is the nominee in the run-up to the general you will hear one sixteenth. The amount about like Trump, you know, having all these substantive rape allegations against him or all the clips of him like, you know, talking about how much he wants to fuck his daughter Mm -hmm. on like Howard Stern Mm -hmm. and the view and shit, Uh, as you will hear like you'll hear one sixteenth of that compared to like how many times you will probably see the clips from this debate of like Warren and Bernie. This is a a
2: sales game. They're using debates. They're using these like smaller uh, local media organizations and they're using the election as a front to run a con game. But right. And And maintain ad ad revenue. but,
0: But I think what this illustrates too is that this is why taking part in politics as a like non spectator, but like active sport where you do stuff and you don't just like watch stuff and experience stuff is important because that is what they, the, the, the the fact that it's going to get worse in this domain or in this way is right. a epiphenomenon of the fact that there is a nascent social movement in this country Yes, uh, they they would not have to engage again. The the status quo is something that in you know all else equal never needs to be defended. Now right. it has to be, and the reason why, and the reason why the the these questions are getting more vicious, and the reason the critiques of not just Bernie but the entire idea that we can make these demands, mm-hmm. right? Uh, totally. Bank like the whole question, like uh, how can you do this little bankrupt our country? is like. Yeah, because what, me being bankrupt isn't a problem. My fiance being bankrupt uh, right. by medical bills, that's not a problem. Right. You know, capitalists being bankrupt, that's the problem. Uh, yep. Like, the fact that they're going after it this way isn't is should tell you how powerful we are and can be.
1: And that's exactly, that actually, like, reinforces a point that I wanted to kind of bring in, actually, which is I hope that situations like this kind of backfire overtime yeah i feel like because, this one did a little bit yeah i mean i think clearly you've seen even rolling stone i know it's matt taibbi but like even rolling stone ran a thing that was like cnn was like wildly disingenuous I mean, matt but taibbi
2: wait. works for rolling stone now kim kelly writes for teen vogue like uh, that's how it is
1: but anyway like events like this and a major electoral contest right. are like also great ways to even if knock on wood, like, even if it doesn't, like, make it, even if, like, Sanders and his policy team and all these people, like, don't make it to the White House, like, we're just picking up people along the way who should stay organized, Mm -hmm. and we should, like, we should also focus on, like, drifting people away from... And I think that's, you know, one of the things that the campaign does center, which is really important, and why that language of, like, organizer-in-chief is, like, really good, is, like, it is about... Showing and sustaining and building that movement, that very social movement that, like, was mentioning, um, and bringing it like so that they can do a lot of stuff outside of just winning executive office, you know? Yeah,
2: no, and uh, I mean, not to, uh, not to speaking of executives, yeah, I was just saying, (laughs) speaking of people who are in the debate tonight and media strategy, do you want to talk about Joe Biden? legacy of trying (laughs) to undermine Um, welfare for the past 30 years i'm so
1: bummed that we didn't get to see this exchange play out and I'm so cued up
2: i want to say that like the palpable bummed energy that this was not addressed in the debate Mm -hmm. was tangible at the end of the debate last night and i think that that's ultimately i'm going to check that off as a win in my book Um, because I think
1: other people were frustrated that we didn't get to see like a show off about social security specifically. Right. I think a lot of people were
2: like totally prepared. And I have seen a couple takes and a couple tinfoil hat versions of the, uh, Warren Sanders thing that have been like, they're just trying to distract to protect Biden, which is frankly kind of equally plausible. Yeah. Um, because like a a lot of people I think were really geared up for like, uh, Let's get Biden uh, debate, especially with Pete surging in the polls. And there have been a bunch of pieces that have come out in the past two weeks that have just sort of been discussing Biden's record and legacy as a leader in the United States for the past 25 yeah. years. I mean, what? He well, was elected at 29. He bragged last night. He was elected at 29. Literally
1: all these pieces that I have to do even is just like present a collection of clips from him speaking on the floor of like fucking congress or things that he
2: wrote and published under his name yeah but especially like him
1: just being like oh yeah we should just like the democratic agenda does mean like cutting social security to me joe biden like
0: and, and the thing is if you want you could make a dramatic narrative out of that right i mean like here's this guy who has a had a record as a member of congress and you know, has said repeatedly. Right. And it's, it wasn't just like a nineties thing. It wasn't like the blip of welfare reform. It was well into the era where people are like, Oh, maybe like the new Democrat, like centrist. As recently as 2018, he was saying like, no, we have to like, you know, uh, I don't know what the, the, the term of art is now. Paul uh, Ryan had some
1: good ideas on social security. Yeah. Paul Ryan had (laughs) some good ideas on
0: social security. Great. Uh, Amazing. Uh, and I think that this is like, you can, you can guarantee that like, if Biden is sort of positioning him, if he, if he were to position himself as president as some kind of like negotiator, and we had, as we invariably will be, some kind of garbage government shutdown fight again, like we had with the fiscal cliff in 2012, of course, social security would be on the table with him. Like he yeah. would, ha- like you know, it, it doesn't matter how he would sort of like bob and and respond to this, but like it's the question isn't even being
2: asked, and it would be a great narrative. Yeah, totally. What what is that I see there? I got
0: a I got a treat for you. Is Phil. that a clip? I need a I need I need a clip. Paul
2: Ryan was correct when he did the tax code. What's the first thing he decided we had to go after?
0: Social Security
2: <laughs> and Medicare. <laughs> now we need to do something about Social Security and Medicare that's Tell the me only more, way Joe. you can find room to pay for
1: <gasps> anyway did he really
2: sorry. whisper into the mic
1: yeah he says he's defended that clip as saying sorry if you couldn't hear that super well phil but he's uh he's defended that clip as saying that was him mocking paul ryan but it apparently like, from all accounts it happened in a event where he was saying that like he was trying to like show his moderate bona fides or something that like he you know had contact across the aisle
0: uh-huh. or something I don't know um, yeah I mean like it's like think it's it's this idea it, like the Biden thing is it, if you have to get Biden to explain anything it's not gonna go well right like yeah. well,
2: I mean in, okay it's one thing to make a statement like that in a public appearance um, if your record is like Bernie Sanders is in the Senate. It's another thing to make that statement and claim it's a joke if your record looks like Joe Biden's right, record yeah. in the Yeah, Senate. which is a
0: pretty consistent record of being not just willing but like
2: It's like apples and, and dog and a shit. Dog.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
2: like one's not even edible. Shouldn't be edible. Sure. You know, like it it like it really frankly doesn't matter whether it was a joke or not if you look at the 1988 op-ed where he said that welfare queens were going to be driving Cadillacs and luxury cars around and that everyone right. needed to get a job and all those people that that Biden and his his neocon and neolib friends pushed off of welfare onto uh what low-wage jobs where they then probably had to like in a large part have to cover health care and child care on top of that which they lost when they got You know, their welfare benefits taken away. They're not making any more money working at McDonald's or as a home health care worker or wherever than they were on welfare. And now they have additional expenses. Like, uh, you can't even get up there and make a joke if that's what you said 20, 30 years ago. Yep. Right. Like, it's just not appropriate.
0: no, I mean, and it's not like he just said it. You know, I feel like this this one like terrible like Democrat, you know, sort of like pundit defense is like, well, it was the nine, you know, it was like it was the 90s. We all didn't do drugs like as a sort of like uh, it was the 90s. We all were on the drug of like, you know, deficit uh, reduction and like. But the thing is, no, there was a choice like many Democrats, certainly the leadership and the Clintons went the way of like austerity and. Other Democrats, Ted Kennedy actually was one of them who chose to go a different way and fought them to the nail. But like he made a choice. He did this. He did it over and over again. He would do it again. Like I know I've said this
2: before, but the wrong man died of brain cancer. Yeah.
1: Biden, okay, Biden, quote, now I don't know a whole lot of people in the top one-tenth of one percent or the top one percent who are relying on Social Security when they (laughs) retire. I don't know a lot of them. So we need a pro-growth progressive tax code that treats workers as job creators as well, not just investors, that gets rid of unproductive loopholes like stepped-up basis, and it raises enough revenue to make sure that the Social Security and Medicare can stay. Mm. The Social Security and Medicare. (laughs) It still needs adjustments, but can stay, and pay for things we all acknowledge (laughs) will grow the country. Um, So basically... Like
2: better dentures and more hair plugs for me.
1: But basically in in this quote, he like is calling for means testing social security because yeah. right. it's the same argument as actually who hashed out on the debate stage which uh and you know has been going in the insanity driving basically has been going in the uh democratic primary which is the whole like should we pay for uh the, the
2: college education of millionaires and billionaires right
1: yeah as though there are that many of them but like right. um i don't know <laughs> you anyway
0: know, you know what somebody said last night on twitter um uh i won't say who uh, said like you know, say what you Ooh. will about Biden, he seems like a terrible candidate. But like, but at least there are no Biden stands. At least there are no Biden fanatics. And like, wouldn't it be better for our politics? I was like, I'm sorry, a- <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. There are Biden fanatics. You, That's they just true. don't talk in public, make defenses of themselves. No, they are Uh, like that's how they get you. Peterson
1: Foundation.
2: They're also (laughs) the surviving member of the Koch brother duo. We just we just
1: see these poll numbers, thirty percent for Biden or whatever, and say, well, the Biden fans must exist. Listen, you know, I'm just kidding.
2: Listen, (laughs) you know, you can fuck around with electoral politics all you want, guys. I want a leader that no one likes. I want a president that everyone hates, that no one wants to spend time with at all.
1: That's why I'm writing in Hillary.
0: Well, no, it actually <laughs> reminds me of like, um, there was a a, a, a a grant competition a couple of years ago that the Pete Peterson <laughs> Foundation put out. And oh the boy. grant competition was like, oh, and we should actually go back and look at this whole thing at some point. But down. like the, gra- the, grant co- the grant competition was, what's public policy going to look like in like 2050? And mm-hmm. but the main thing that they wanted people to be able to submit proposals on is like how are we going to make it easier for politicians to make mm-hmm. unpopular choices? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seems yeah, like they and it's like, like did a good job.
0: Okay, Biden is on. Biden is their guy. They've clearly Uh, made
1: it a lot easier for them to make unpopular choices. Who comes up
0: with this stuff? I think we all know very well who comes up with this stuff.
2: Well,
1: the, 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 what is it? Pete Peterson foundation, the Pete Davidson foundation.
2: (laughs) Pete Pete Davidson. (laughs) Um, the,
1: uh, yeah, for America.
0: Um, but this is uh, the the thing that the thing about Biden. I think that's interesting is like one at one point during the debate last night. And this is when in our discord chat, I started like screaming at the, you know, (laughs) at the top of my lungs was like, you know p p was like you know i just you know we like you know when is like when is like it's, a, it's something that no one wants to talk about but like but the deficit are like no democrats have been talking about the deficit for 30 years what are you it's talking practically about all they
1: talk about now basically like, god I mean, which is why one of the things i th- feel like i wanted to address and especially because i feel like um Particularly in, I know we're talking about uh, Biden now, but in like the 36 hours or so after the debate, I think the whole, um, there's been a a whole resurgence of the uh, worry over whether Bernie supporters will like actually show up to vote Mm -hmm. or something in the general election Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And I just want to put a pin in this part, like part of why I want to talk about this during Biden is because like, okay, so if. If Biden is the nominee, like what, like there's nothing to fight for. Like if, if Bernie is the nominee, we have, there's basically like a fucking army of young people who are ready to, I think as one person, uh, put it, uh, kind of like summarizing, the of all people, Matt Iglesias article on Bernie's electability. Oh God! Uh, but summarizing that article, as, as one person put it, like basically like there's would be an army of young people ready to like w- uh, like walk through fire to get him elected, basically. Whereas like Biden, like what's your promise? What's your future? Like there's like four more years of this
2: 50 year uh, beautiful performance that he's been doing for the Uh, public.
1: Like elect Biden. Like he'll be like Trump, but less racist. Barely like anyway he'll be like trump and he'll let
2: the basketball teams come to the white house
1: so uh, but anyway so like i i think it's important that i I do think it's important that people understand and this is more even to just like help even if because i assume no one listening to this is gonna need to have any persuasion on this but like because this is even in our lives we've like in if we have encountered from people that like the question of like oh do you would you support whoever and that doesn't really matter um but i do want to just point out like since this is a meta narrative that's happening, some statistics on this. So, like, in what was it in 2008, something like 25% of Clinton primary voters ended mm-hmm. up voting for McCain. <laughs> um, I want to compare that with like, so because people always say, like, oh, like, uh, like Bernie was a spoiler in 16 or something. Mm-hmm. So, I want to compare that with like, uh, literally less than half, 12% yeah, of Sanders voters went for Trump, which I know that sounds like in the abstract, that sounds like a lot, but knowing that like 25% of Hillary voters in 2008 went to McCain is like a huge thing. And then on top of it, there's like, um, there was an Emerson poll that caught my eye also, which basically says that like, if you look at current polling as to like if they're like, who says if their top candidate isn't elected, uh, or sorry, isn't the nominee, mm-hmm. they will vote for Trump instead. Biden, Buttigieg supporters 12%, 12%.
2: Say
1: that, was that my, straight oh, up. I
2: was about to guess judge first, but I just thought maybe topically.
1: Warren Fuck. supporters 10%. What? Yeah, would vote for Trump. What? If she wasn't the nominee. Well,
2: that just speaks to the demographic of her base. Biden White and supporters I mean- and 9%,
1: and Bernie 4%. So <laughs> I mean, uh, who's yeah. the unity candidate here? That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Right, and
0: it's and it's sort of like it's sort of around the margins of preferences for candidates. I don't know. They don't they don't make a lot of sense. But yeah, it's this this idea that like you know you have to sort of take this this sort of injunction to to say yes, of course I would. No, yes, of course. The at that point you'll realize the electoral arena is not going to be serviceable for doing what we need to do and you're going to have right. to do you're going to have to think about how to organize collective action for for economic disruption in a more serious way yeah
2: hell yeah Well you're going to have Sticky. to do
0: that anyway so then yeah. we just sort of right, mask off anyway. a little bit it's earlier like,
1: yeah i mean yeah. i think we're just all collectively deciding to put some stuff on hold and try this out and
0: we'll see what happens yeah well, we're gonna I have mean, to make a better world some way so yes. like, is uh, that a question <laughs> is which way <laughs> right
2: let's just look at the things that have uh happened so far um with just like the way this administration has handled protesters or the way that like democratic administrations in the past have handled protesters or attempts to like uh, you know make mass movement seen. I'd much rather work really hard for this entire year to get Bernie Sanders elected because I know that when he's elected our work starts on day one but I also am pretty confident that he won't shoot me just because I'm asking for something so it's like kind of like just like a one part of the tactic you know what I mean it's like putting on um, knee pads just sure a little bit different scale wise Do yeah. you know what i mean
1: it's harm reduction
2: exactly well <laughs> i would argue that like it's um it's actually maybe more severe than that because i honestly can't imagine a world where we could actually pull off a general strike under anyone other than that executive branch because i feel like kent state would just immediately uh, that's what happen you mean by
1: uh shooting yeah
2: yeah like literally sh- shooting like like national guard shooting people speaking of which uh should we move on to uh some really exciting news
1: mr trump cured cancer
2: oh i was gonna say it
1: i'm sorry you can say it i'll edit myself out
2: no it's all right okay you should have it so yeah trump um trump is going to get the nobel peace prize in medicine it's been announced he's cured cancer Mm single-handedly Um, cancer is over. Congratulations! If you have cancer and you can't afford treatment, you're good. Now. I'm really looking
0: forward to when they make the in, the sequel to the Secret of Nim. It's the Secret of <laughs> NCI, and it's the, it's rats that are like in the National Cancer Institute, but they're like Trump comes in and like we're gonna do these things. Cancer is gonna be great, and then just like put some drops of some. Garbage in their thing, and they go on a psychedelic adventure together. <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah. I can dream. I can dream about what sequel to Secret of Nim would be like. One I day mean, he,
2: he made so many attempts to, to like defund cancer research while still making executive orders that he was bolstering money for cancer research. That I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up with like uh, the National Cancer Institute just being staffed by rats in four years. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what I mean. Like, I mean, but, also, but like really big. Big, like, anthropomorphic... These are really
2: smart rats. These are super smart. They were really expensive. They're the best rats. And they cured cancer already. Rats went to
0: Cornell. And (laughs) we're really
2: excited to see what they do now that they've already cured cancer. Yeah. Um, They're going to make dolphins speak English and possibly... Um, cure MS. No.
0: So the Posadists were right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Dolphins already speak oh, English B. How they've did they also do figured out a way to make Mike Gravel otherwise. live forever. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out through line here. Through uh-huh. line. Um, this tweet that is basically the reason that everyone's like responding to uh, this as though like Trump has taken credit for taking cancer <laughs> or for uh, for like uh, lowering cancer rates ending in the United cancer. States. Ending cancer. Uh, so the tweet, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard about this by now. It happened maybe, you know, last week by the time that this is, um, coming out. Uh, but like, so this tweet quote from, uh, from real Donald Trump on Twitter. Don't know if you've heard that one before. Um, quote, U.S. cancer death rate, lowest in recorded history. A lot of good news coming out of this administration. And I just want to say. Knowing what we know about Biden, the Biden cancer initiative, I'm pretty sure that this exact same tweet would also happen under a Biden administration and the same, probably the same goddamn article and news cycle around uh, Biden taking like credit for curing cancer or something. I mean, what
2: was that? <laughs> he, he like, I feel like he's still even giving that line like. Yeah. That he wants to cure cancer and mm-hmm. he promised his son what? on his cancer deathbed that he would run for president, which is why he is entitled to the presidency.
0: That's
1: right. He earned it.
2: He only needs it for four years. Then he'll give it to Stacey Abrams.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's, I feel like the, you know, (laughs) the immediate, I just sort of, after this happened, the immediate response on like public health, Twitter and uh, like whatever political science, public policy, Twitter is like, well, obviously they can't be true, but it's like, no, that's not the point. Like the, like clearly he's, you know, just, this is absurd and he it doesn't even matter. But like, this is the this is the thing that I think f- people fail to appreciate is that like these sort of rhetorical like perlocutionary acts are like completely it doesn't it, at some level it like doesn't matter all you need is like a repository of these things which you can sort of say and then people can rehearse it it's uh, the the value of having somebody that has no you don't know no no sort of worry about like uh, sort of the truth implications of their claims for a broader you know, political, imagine that sort of like repurposed, but for good. I, I don't, you know, I mean, imagine <laughs> yeah. it, imagine, imagine no, if, uh, imagine if means, instead of, instead of having a political leader that's like, didn't care about lying, imagine a political leader who didn't care about breaking the political horizon of like contemporary American politics. Uh, oh my God, like, are you
2: kidding? Yeah. Like yeah, I would love to have someone come in and be like, listen, we're going to make the census better. Data is important when it's taken and used correctly that would be super cool. That's not, you know what I mean? That's never going to happen from like 90% of the people that ever run from op- for office though. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just sort of like the, what you get with the, uh, the response to this is just sort of like, I think it just ignores the way that p- most people experience politics. This idea of like, you know, Trump said he you like cured cancer is like, yeah, because the current like political economy prevents any sort of meaningful improvement in people's lives. And so what does he feed them? He feeds them something that actually lets them feel I don't know, uh, you know, momentarily like oh yeah, our our guy is in there and doing the right thing. That kind of thing persists and like grows and breeds in a <laughs> context of hopelessness <laughs> yes. and like, Much like uh, lab powerlessness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to come back to the secret of Nim metaphor here.
1: Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I have to admit I had an ulterior motive in putting this on the outline because uh i uh i do think it's really funny
2: Mm -hmm. that
1: trump uh you know is saying that his administration is the reason the cancer rates are down only
2: 2.2 percent
1: however yeah only (laughs) 2.2 (laughs) percent however uh speaking of data i'm just gonna i'm gonna text something to you guys right now just for you to peruse this is a surprise on air surprise <clears throat> this is a article from Stat News headlined, How Long Do I Have? A website on cancer survival rates seeks to help.
2: Oh. Uh, no. From co-founder of GoodRx.
1: I'm sorry to do this to you. Yeah. Cardi right, I was trying to keep my
2: cortisol <laughs> low today. I'm sorry. We watched the debate yesterday, and I thought I was going <laughs> to just puke and faint half of the time that we were doing it. Now So you let's, give me let's this? crack
0: open cancersurvivalrates.com. <laughs> Hang on. let me. You're going to get a live live reaction to this yeah let's, yeah, let's no. Find should out. we put in it's, a, it's we should
2: i wonder what the it's medical loading. data is that you need
0: first of all like there was a whole god there was this whole ethical debate about like what information should provide your patient like just to the clinical this is why why do they let people do this yeah. all, all right
1: let's do a, you a, a minute game to load. for enterprise let's now. do thyroid th- th-
2: let's do thyroid cancer i have a friend who is just diagnosed and we will say that we're a healthcare professional or we won't.
1: Well, no, healthcare professional probably means no. Say no you because you
0: want to imagine that healthcare? you're a, just a person. Okay, this so maybe I'm, I'm
2: not a healthcare professional, and then maybe we'll see what the difference is. All right, I'm looking for answers on survival rates for thyroid cancer.
1: Oh, maybe if you say you're a healthcare professional... Oh, that's maybe for identifying that you're a doctor trying to use this as a resource because mm-hmm. they do say that one of the main things they're trying to literally they say there's like a pitch at the end of this article where like they're interviewing the GoodRx founder who did this, and they're like, yeah, it's free it's really great we would love for google to buy it so it could continue to be free and also appear in google results so
2: yeah um, so um are we male or female i'm not gonna violate my friend's uh identity by like are you a boy are you a boy or are you a girl boys Um, pick what are we
0: uh, Uh, you just say girl female okay
2: female how old are we Artie. uh
1: 22 okay i don't know no that's yeah i don't know maybe that's too
2: maybe that's too young though. No, that's too
1: young because that's uh i feel like we should do something between
2: like 42 stuff, so. and 61 something in the range where they're going to be targeting people no, who no
1: let's do 33 like prime freelancer uh age. that's
2: how old you are right uh yes all right 33 years old <laughs> huh. uh st- what stage phil uh
0: let's just say two Kay.
2: Diagnosed within the past month or two years ago. What's our range? How long ago were we diagnosed? Let's say the past month. Okay, within the past okay. month.
1: Because that's more realistic.
2: Um, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> pick for a I'm gonna pick the option for the histology of it, um, and I'm gonna pick follicular cancer. Okay, so it gives me a 99% chance of surviving for five years. However, oh boy, it does ask me if i want my wishes for end of life known in writing oh boy and it asks me what's important to me and what are my priorities so when it says do i want my wishes for end of life known in writing they recommend an advanced care planning website and let's see if it costs money oh, oh no it's free it's free okay. to prepare okay. and everyone should have advanced directives because honestly it takes the worry out and takes the pressure off your family if anything you know happens. what they
1: say If a a service is free, you're not the customer.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so (laughs) so I'm looking at the explanation of the the, uh, creator here, Mr. uh, Buck, is it? Uncle Buck? (laughs) Um, Uh Uncle Buck suggests that uh, we designed this site to, quote, be extremely simple for people to understand. People aren't versed in odds and survival rates. We wanted to say out of 10 people how many are alive after one, two, or five years. We wanted this to be a conversation starter. Like what, at a party? Like for someone <laughs> to take this information and ask their physician, what do you think about my prognosis? This is... What is the actual motive
2: Well, this? I changed uh, the cancer to multiple myeloma and left everything the same. And my survival rate went down to 45%. So I feel like what this is is possibly... It's got to be selling you something, right? I
1: don't know that it's like selling you something, but
2: like life insurance?
1: No.
0: I mean the explanation it's, that they give from these two like oncologists is that like prognosis is difficult, like people have difficulty finding information on their prognosis. So this is an attempt to like collate that information in one place. But it also it's like number one, it seems to like it it does have a way of uh just sort of bracketing and uh occluding any sense of like are you going to be able to go get the treatments? Are you going, you know, Bingo. like, this, yeah. right. That's right. like, the it
1: thing. doesn't talk so about that. that It doesn't talk
0: about that at all. Right.
1: Regardless of anything else, it's not like, un- like, unfortunately for a tool such as this, even if, uh, you know, even if done with the best intentions or whatever for some sort of like, I don't know, humanitarian free, you know, bull- like bullshit, which I don't believe mm-hmm. coming out of any of these quotes, um, from the stat news article, uh for like for this to actually achieve that unfortunately uh living in in the United States, you would have to enter probably like thirty different things, including like income where you live like what type of insurance you have if you have insurance like mm-hmm. um not like not just age but also and not just age and gender but also like race unfortunately like i don't know in are a huge way there disparities
2: like so like you know there's like a way of thinking about cancer that we like think about socially and then there's like a way that actually like cancer exists in treatment which is like hugely varied affects people across all demographics and the severity and treatment and survival and cost is like all across the board you know and part of me feels like this is also sort of in the vein of like the telehealth trends yeah where you have sort of Let's get a, a
1: website for it.
2: Well, there's an understanding that it can be hard to access an oncologist, right? Right. So right. this to me kind of feels like <laughs> a AI outsourcing a solution, you know, of that kind. That's sort no, of like a tech will fix
0: it. You're onto something there, B, because I think this is the we've we've talked about so many different examples of this sort of thing on on death panel, which is There are these technologies, and I don't want to use the term like technologies of the self, but like they're technologies that turn people's attention and action on their health inward and preclude people from seeing things at a structural uh, level, right? You're looking at like, what is my likelihood of uh you know survival and like what are my wishes what are my final wishes not like what you know what kinds of treatments are available how much do they cost what is being denied me you're thinking about like oh yeah well what what is the fate that i am consigned to me particularly and how am i going to manage that
2: well the thing i want to know too is like what is like who everyone involved in this like what are their allegiances who do they like? Who have they worked for? Because for this too, like, if you deployed this, and and promoted it in certain communities, right, where maybe it was like harder to access healthcare, or the community doesn't have like a lot of financial resources to access healthcare, um, I could totally see this deferring visiting a doctor when you have a pain, right? right. Like a lot of times, like the <laughs> way that cancer is still discovered is that people like just their back has been hurting in a really weird way, really bad, for like two months or something. Right. And then finally it's like, oh fuck, you've got like a spinal tumor.
1: Right. Or it's the question of do I have Right. It? So Which- so
2: when someone starts looking into their symptoms, right? And they're like, oh my God, what if I have brain cancer? Right? Or what mm-hmm. if I have like skin cancer? This thing's really weird. And obviously, like, most of the people using this, like, probably aren't necessarily capable of inputting, like, the demographics that actually have any input, nor do your demographics really have a lot to do with your, how your cancer is going to go. It's also, I'm
1: assuming, innately going to be, uh, you know, based on an average one. So that's not really super representative, right? honestly. Um, And then two is, like, really not, in in not having any of those factors, it's only going to like allowing any of those factors uh, that actually impact whether you can fucking survive any illness in America. (laughs) Like it's not, it's just going to feed you junk data every time. And
2: here's the thing is it really reminds me of like United healthcare providing, providing housing for their homeless Medicaid recipients, Mm -hmm. right? For one year with a work program, right? right? It's like, This could theoretically I could see a world or a strategy in which a website or database like this, a resource like this is employed in specific communities in order to deter use of your health insurance, Mm -hmm. which ensures profits, more profits for the insurance company, which is why I say like my first question is every single person involved in funding and working on this. Like I want to know everything connection they have professionally with the healthcare industry.
0: I actually, I really also want to monitor what the response is of the American societal society for clinical oncology uh, to this, because I, I, you know, there was a whole debate in new England journal, like maybe like five years ago about even like in the clinical encounter, how much you should tell your patient, you know, from, from the literature, from population statistics, because totally every, every case is different. And, You know, like more information is not necessarily going to lead patients to make better choices or choices at all. Um, And so like the idea that there are in this article, this like stat news article, there are like uh, oncologists speaking on behalf of this thing seems very Mm -hmm. strange to me. And, like, ethically weird. And I'm very curious, like, what the, like, ASCO's, like, response to this would be. It was very interesting.
2: I would just, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is, like, I want to go and Google these doctors because I would just like to point out that Dr. Mehmet Oz is still a cardiologist, a surgeon, and a professor not Emeritus, a fucking real full-time professor at Columbia Medical School, despite the fact that, like, mm. I think every year there's a petition Come among first-year med students to have him removed. America. Yeah. So, like, you know, doctors are not immune to being fucking shills. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? So, wow, that is some true, true that's, terrifying that's, shit you found But already. also, Sorry. very much, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's, that's like, that is like the death... We like that is I like can't the wait panel. to throw this
2: link in the Discord and <laughs> yeah, that's like, like the
0: death panel app. That's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was, yeah, actually, we could just do yeah, death panel, death panel dot, Uh what do we have? Death panel.net? Yeah, we should just like death, death panel.net. Uh input a bunch of uh, demographic information, maybe identifying information, uh maybe your social security number, um, and inevitably it will just output like you are gonna die. Actually that's yeah. it no 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 <laughs> like, it's just long, it's just a phone call well you're gonna you get die. The, seven, so, yeah. days. <laughs> <Yeah>. seven
0: days yeah
1: <laughs> exactly it's exactly. just amber tamblin
0: saying seven days i
1: don't know get how
2: off my timeline you have seven days
1: i don't understand how this became a fucking like ringu episode but i'm down sorry for it. i'm here <laughs> i
2: mean i feel like <laughs> it's when i honestly i haven't seen the ring don't at me Um, I haven't seen it before.
1: I might have to cut that out to protect your identity. It's
2: okay. The Yang (laughs) Gang has already come for me this week. (laughs) Like, yeah. Tell me why I should watch The Ring and maybe I'll get around to it. All right like at real lands change end. my Thank mind
0: <laughs> i changed my
2: mind <laughs> debate me anyways um like i haven't seen the ring but it was a little eerie when i was like oh my god look at this really like cursed take uh i just saw like the jack retweeted haha <laughs> and then you're like wait that actress is in the ring yeah it's a little eerie it not gonna lie. it's kind of yeah. i feel like this episode is is spooky now. It is. Well, that's funny.
1: And, uh, the, uh,
0: all the screens are in my house are now static, and the it looks, it looks like the bathtub is filling up with water.
2: <laughs> oh no, well, Phil! Look, a welfare queen is coming out of your television, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's she's getting juice all over the floor.
1: Oh God! The deficit um, is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, ignore the uh, the static screens and the rapidly filling bathtubs and the hallways filled with. Uh, elevator blood um and uh let's turn to i guess another merchant of death
2: god bless warren canders yeah for delivering us this beautiful intimate interview in financial times i
1: think just like the 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 prose here. The, just, just the, the, the sheer uh, literary nature of this uh, True, true article.
2: legend of our lifetimes, can I just say. I
1: just have to, I'm just going to, I think, read some of this. Please um, do. For, oh, please. for everyone's, for everyone's context. Um, we've talked about this on the show before, and many of our listeners will probably know about this, especially those who are uh, art world adjacent, but Warren Canders is uh, a very wealthy person who has interests in a company called Safari Land, um, which, you know, sells makes military gear and stuff like that. Um, including a lot of stuff that's been used to, you know, I don't know tear gas protesters and shit throughout no, the world. No. Yep. Um, and recently, mm-hmm. after a whole bunch of protests organized in part cute. by Decolonize This Place, and uh, you know, uh, also after like a Kind of like, I'm going to get flack for saying this, but like, yes, I do think like a watershed moment article basically, um, uh, called the tear gas biennial, uh, Warren Canders was like ousted from the board of the Whitney Museum All right, and, and then the other
2: guy quit but then was like just kidding
1: yeah it's um, like
2: decency oh. and,
1: and uh and Warren Canders is not happy about it in <laughs> fact you might say this is like his Louis C.K. moment or like you know you know how people was, get like, cancelled those,
2: those people consented to be hit with nonviolent weapons <laughs> right
1: exactly <laughs> those you know?
2: people there was a mutual understanding okay <laughs>
1: exactly like you know you know how like people get cancelled I didn't, canceled I didn't rape say, them I yes. just
2: hit them with non i didn't kill them right you know
1: um but like you know people get canceled and then they you know they inevitably slink away for like three months and then they they just uh say they come back blaming cancel culture really hard or they you know pull kevin spacey and post ring videos um
2: i mean okay wait who do you think is worse
1: not having this conversation. Louis
2: C.K. or Warren Canders.
1: No, we shouldn't do this. I
2: think it's a tie. No, Canders is worse. Keep Kanders going. Is an Keep Canders is worse. Keep going. Okay.
1: Anyway, so Canders <laughs> was recently profiled in the Financial Times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to read some of this quote Mr. Canders once observed that an aging <laughs> population would be good for spectacle sellers such as the Benson eye care chain he sold in 1996. Hmm. He sees mm-hmm. similarly long-term forces propelling the quote less lethal weapons industry he brought in uh, he bought into with the proceeds.
2: Mm, so relatable. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what an everyday man.
1: Masters of capital here. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: Wow, eyeglass Baron becomes non-lethal weapon baron. <laughs> this is
1: like a guy who has so much money and uh gets pilled and just becomes like explicitly ecofash, because it's like, quote, my view is that Uh, is that as the world's getting smaller... Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh oh oh as right as the as the oceans get bigger, I guess. Yeah. Uh and the, well, the, way actual or the other land way. as the land mass reduces. Or he's talking um, about
2: depopulating third world countries to save the population through rapid degrowth.
1: True. Yeah. Or it's just some really lame the world is flat. he shit. named anyway. his company
2: Safari Land. I
1: know. He just wants to go on Safari.
2: He wants to yeah, whatever do that eugenics. Means. He wants to do a genocide.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Um anyway he wants
2: to hunt people as the
1: world's getting smaller there's going to be more conflict and the nature of conflict is that a lot of it is going to be in how we interact with each other yeah that's okay Con- okay uh and how we
0: protect ourselves
1: mm-hmm. um that's
0: very much like the uh, cormac mccarthy like war is already always there waiting for man the ultimate <laughs> art awaiting its ultimate practitioner oh my god
1: totally Anyway, he, he like, grouses about the Whitney board, basically says that the Whitney <laughs> board should have... He calls them weak. <laughs> yeah, he says that they, like, should... They're very weak leaders. Uh, they did not want to engage uh, and he always didn't... felt it would go away. Um, he says an uninformed friend group was allowed to have unmerited influence um,
2: <clears throat> he is not blaming the board for being weak. He's ba- blaming the executive directorship of the museum and the like leading museum yeah. like
1: while simultaneously b- blaming the protesters for being too entitled.
2: I think also it's like pretty remarkable that in the context of this article, decolonize is not mentioned and they call them a quote, uninformed fringe group. yeah, with unmerited influence. And they
1: also let him just straight up say, that uh, he believes that decolonize is just anti-Semitic. Yes,
2: and then he brags about how he sold weapons to the Israelis and the Palestinians. What a mensch! Yeah. Wow, uh, icon. Wow.
1: That's how you do it, folks. Anyway, he reads from a document that he wrote, Canders wrote, to refine his thoughts. "Quote: Leaderships about creating a culture and an environment." working together so that through both discussion and debate we can all arrive at a better place and if for whatever reason we can't reconcile our differences we can at least respect one another's viewpoint when it comes to society's differences over his products he maintains our job is apolitical (laughs) thank you warren
2: I love how this uh, this ends with a direct quote of him saying, "It's culture."
0: Yeah, culture. It's the culture, folks. The Western it's legal the culture. culture. You know, it's the culture, the culture. that they have. It's culture. the culture. Um, this is actually he, really he,
1: creepy. Sorry, go ahead.
0: This is this is uh, he does sort of the maybe it was just the tone that you were using, but like he does have this very uh, authoritarian tone. Like there were these unsavory elements, and it's just like very much like yeah yeah i uh.
2: mean i feel like the fact that they call themselves the law enforcement supplies industry is just the creepiest thing of the whole thing
1: also well i, I mean the creepiest These are international
2: thing in the whole thing. weapons dealers who are like getting puff piece interviews going non <laughs> weapons are the future yeah
1: i mean non-lethal and, i mean and like I mean really the creepiest thing do you want to hear like the most fascist thing comes (sighs) at the very end it's not because he ends it with like it's culture which is him talking about management but literally, okay, this is a direct quote. So this is the culture of management at Safariland, mm-hmm. um, which we wouldn't have known probably unless there was a whistleblower or unless Warren Canders, I guess, decided to blab to the Financial Times about some explicitly fascist shit that he has his company do. This sounds like quote,
2: psychological abuse.
1: When an officer is shot wearing our product, we're immediately informed. The factory stops their work and everybody gets together. We read the name out because it's very important. Our employees know why they come to work every day and why it matters.
2: The perpetuation of the white race. You're
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but like it sounds like Safari Land is basically like working. Like they're they are doing like hostage style duress to their employees to be like, look, a, a fucking pig cop was killed. Today, stop that stop that stop wearing, that line
0: immediately right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: all cops are beautiful no all no i was gonna say
1: all cops are customers
0: <laughs> at the sound of the tone we will read the name of paul blart mall cop
1: <laughs> yes shot wearing a safari land bulletproof vest which Virgil didn't put together right isn't that right right shame
2: yes. shame shame shame
1: yeah exactly you know what we do to people who mess up our products <laughs> they get the same <sighs> you, you know what you make you make the product you have to have the same fate as the person who wore the
2: product thank god for the culture that our our institutions of western culture get to spend more time thinking about how to appease barons of arms dealing than they do about how to curate art shows and make them accessible I just to wanted the public. To, I just wanted to have
0: <laughs> art for the nice people.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is so much more important.
1: Yeah. Uh. Oh. I just, I couldn't let us go by without talking about no, that because it's thank just you. delicious. It is. Um, it's
2: so delicious, especially the financial times too on that pink paper. And anytime you try and copy and paste something for your notes, it makes sure to remind you that copying and pasting and sending the article article to your friends is oh, a copyright I hate violation.
0: I, and, and like, honestly, like financial times, I know it's like, uh, you know, there's certain kinds of news you can only get, you can only get the cool Jillian Tet column about why, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know drugs are should they be in the gdp uh but the like i only ever read the financial times if i'm on like a plane to europe which i invariably haven't paid for and then like they give you the financial times and i'm like oh yes i i think about the eu for a few days and then i go back to my uh you know provincialism yeah.
1: <laughs> i think it's handy to like it's convenient that they place a very you know not not super low but a low enough uh barrier to uh subscription cost to like hear the unedited id of the entire yeah. ruling class <laughs> it's but, true you know
2: well i don't know i feel like if they're charging that much money they should just fucking not have ads then well, but that's just me i
1: mean it's, you know, like gotta no it's, uh,
2: it's diversifying it's your revenue diversifying. streams yeah, is what exactly. it is yeah yeah, yeah. You because be like that's a a the most going. important thing for a news outlet is to have no, diverse revenue streams. democracy dies <laughs> in darkness. I, actually,
0: I know. I have, a, I have a funny story about the Financial and Times. And you I know what sta-
2: keeps the lights on? <laughs> Just kidding.
0: I was staying at this overly fancy hotel and like you check in and they they ask you like, oh, what paper do you want? In the, was it was in D.C., unfortunately. <laughs> and they're like, what what paper do you want in the morning? The Times or the Post? And I was like, the, the, the Times, obviously. And, uh, I, you know, I wake up in the morning and get my like times n- Nespresso and it's the Financial oh Times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> should have known. You should have Where known. am I? We don't, we don't have the New York Times here, sir.
1: You got the good shit. <laughs> I snuck you the good shit.
2: Well, we have a login if you want to be able to make that your no, lifestyle, Phil. Uh, you know.
0: Lifestyle choices. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Fall out of
1: bed. Read the Financial Times just you know
2: yell at people on your way to work in the morning because you can (laughs) anyway all right so is there anything else we haven't covered this week i feel like i'm pretty tired at this point i think
1: that's uh, about it so
2: well i guess i would just say join the discord or become a patron leave us a rating or review We've got some great stuff planned for 2020. Anything you can do helps the show.
0: Yep. Very I special things coming your way, which extremely, extremely which we yeah, won't yeah, say anything it's about.
2: Extremely special. Be interesting.
0: Sooner than later,
1: too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we'll be able to uh, make an announcement about that as soon as next week. If not, uh, stay tuned. But we are working on something very special.
2: And, you know, the nice thing is that, like, one of the coolest things about last night is, like, I feel like we have such a good gang. Hanging out in the discord yeah, now. Thanks, that, gang. Yeah, I feel like so much better about getting through this election cycle with our discord server now because it's like, you know, we're making the bubble everyone always jokes about. We made it. <laughs> and sure. we can just go in there for a second and just take a break where you get all the horror. And none of the lib takes. Yeah. And it's, true. it's a beautiful it's, it's a beautiful Bowling thing. Nice. It's like yeah, it's my no new mental health thing. Yeah. If exactly. you're a
1: lib and you are listening to this, I don't know
0: what you're Rule, you you know, rule number yourself.
2: one in our server. Do you know what rule number one in our server is?
0: No. I, no lib I wasn't shit. aware that there were any rules. Yeah.
2: No, no, there yeah. are rules. Number one <laughs> oh, okay. rule no rules. Is just right. No, the no rules just period. right. Period. Right.
1: <laughs> that oh, <cool>.
2: tops doxing. <laughs>
1: All right. Anyway. <laughs>
2: Anyways. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah jo- so. But also,
1: uh, yeah, as B said, subscribe to our Patreon too. We do two shows a week. Um, the like one in the beginning of the week and one at the end um, and help support us also so that we can do uh, special extra projects.
2: Yes. So become a patron, patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Check out our friends. Thank you to our mods. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We will see you on Tuesday or Monday. We will see you on Monday if you're a patron. If not, thank you as always to our angels of death. Do your best to stay alive another week. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. You,
0: fly,
1: you ain't ever gonna fly. Why you wanna-
2: place big enough for holding, all the tears are going to cry,
1: cause your mama's name was lonely,
0: and your daddy's name was pain.
2: They call you little sorrow Cause you'll never love again
1: So why you wanna fly Blackbird Blah, blah, blah.